Let's lift our hands and worship to God. the time of the year it is, always want to give thanks to God for his, his many blessings. To, it's the time of thanksgiving, and uh, just so grateful for God's blessings, so grateful for each and every one of you. A few weeks ago, we had daylight savings. I told Pastor Riggin this morning, I said, they should add to daylight savings Turn your uh, scale back 10 pounds along with that. Turn back the time and the scales. Want to get into the Word of God this evening? Turn in our Bibles to Mark 5 and 28. So I was reading these scriptures this afternoon towards the end of this chapter. It talks about the blind man that came to Jesus and asked for a healing. And he said, according to your faith. And I thought, wow, that right there is truly blind faith, Brother Riggin. But get into the word of the Lord this evening. Mark 5 and 28 through verse 29. For she said, if I may touch but the clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. Back to verse 28. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes... Or it says in Matthew, the hem of his garment. If I may touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. Let's go before the Lord in prayer this evening. That We ask that he continues to move in this place. Keep entertaining the presence of the Lord here for a couple more seconds. 
You may be seated. We read this story in Mark of how the lady with the issue of blood, she had spent all of her money, uh, sold all of her possessions that with, on physicians that, that she might obtain a healing, that she might obtain something that would, that would fix this problem that was inside of her, this, this problem with her blood. The, the, she's known as the lady with the issue of blood, this, this lady that, that everywhere she looked, she could not find a solution to the problem she had in her life. But as we read in the verse that, that when she just touched the hem of the garment of Jesus, she was healed. She obtained her healing. That was, it was just an instantaneous healing through her faith that she had in God. If you, I could put a title on this sermon this evening, it would be on his way to perform a miracle when someone touched him on his way to perform a miracle when someone touched him we read in this story that that's portrayed in Matthew Mark Luke that this lady with the issue of blood how we we always think of how she reached out her faith touched through her faith she was healed because she was willing to reach out and touch Jesus. But the circumstances that surrounded her healing, the, the things that were going on, the things that, that was occurring at that moment in time when she obtained her healing is where I would like to focus at tonight. That, that the things, this was just almost a side note. In the Bible it's not really a side note, but it's more or less a side note on the journey that Jesus was taking that day. He was on the road. He had just crossed over the sea. He had just come across. He had, at the beginning of this chapter, it talks about how he healed the man that was sick of the palsy through the faith of his friends that brought him. We read how that happens. Then the next thing that we read about is that this Man, this ruler, this name, man named Jairus, a ruler in the synagogue, comes to him and, and says, Master, my daughter is almost dead. She's at the point of death. She's almost, she's at the point of death. She's almost dead. Mark 5 and 22 to, through 23. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus, by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands upon or on her, that she may be healed and she shall live. You can hear the desperation that this man had. The desperation that, that he needed Jesus to come and heal his daughter. I'm not a father. I'm not married. But I can, only under, I can only imagine the desperation he was going through when he came to Jesus and fell on his face before him and said, My daughter is almost dead. My child is sick. My child is almost at the that point of no return 
that point where there's no more hope for her. But if you just come and lay your hands on her, that she can be healed. That desperation he had, that desperation that I need something from Jesus. I gotta have it from my child. I've gotta have that healing because my child is almost there at the brink of being lost. From being able, from me to being able to see my child grow up, from being able to see this girl that I've seen, that I've raised from the time she came out of the mother's womb to the time she was twelve years old in this story. There was a desperation he had when he came and he fell on his face before Jesus. A desperation. We've got to get that same desperation in our lives when we're praying for our lost family members. If you have mothers, brothers, sisters, sons, daughters, whoever it may be, someone you love, you've got to get that same desperation in your heart that says, I'm my child's right there at the brink. My sister's right there at the brink. My family member is right there. They're right there where they can't be reached. But I've got to get a desperation to go before God and fall on my face and say, God, will you come and do a work? Will you lay your hands? Will you move in the situation? That desperation of a parent, that desperation of someone that loves another person, that has love for the male family member, for the father, for whoever it may be. Mark 5 and 30. Jesus immediately. We, re, we know how, how Jesus is. He goes with him. He says, I'll go with you. I'll go and, and, and lay hands on your daughter that's about to die. Oh, you, I'm, I'm, I will go and do this. But we read in Mark 5 and 30. And Jesus immediately knowing, this is back to the lady with the issue of blood. While he's on his way. To help the ruler. To pray for the girl. It says, and Jesus immediately knowing in him, himself, that virtue had gone out of him. Turned him about in the press. And said, who touched my clothes? If you can only imagine the desperation that this, this father had. That, come on, we got to get there. She's almost about to die. She's, she's almost dead. That desperation when he saw Jesus walking through the press, walking through the multitude. And he stops. The press that's around him. There had to have been many people touching him. There was a great multitude that was following him. And he stops and he said, who touched me? That man must have had that thought in his mind. What do you mean? Who touched you? Don't you see all these people? Don't you see the many hands that are reaching out to you? 
his disciples put it into words in verse 31 thou seest the multitude thronging thee and thou sayest who touched me What do you mean that, that, that someone touched you? There's been many people touching you this whole time. And this man standing over here on the side watching this thing go on that says, come on. We got to get there. We got to get to where my child is at. We got to get to where that person that I love is at. We got to get to that place. But you're taking the time to stop and say, who touched me? Who is that person that grabbed onto my clothing? Who is that person? But he sensed the virtue, the healing virtue flow out of him. But he took the time to stop. He took the time to investigate, to find out. But there was a reason behind this. Mark 33. But the woman, fearing and trembling... Knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. While this is transpiring, the ruler is standing there waiting for the Messiah, for the master to come and do a work that he's known for, to perform a healing that he is known for. But you've got to read what he said. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. It was at this point in the very next verse. It says someone from his house came and said, Your daughter is dead. Your daughter has passed away. Your daughter is gone. That person that you love is dead. They are past that point of no return. Thirty-five through thirty-six. While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the words that were spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. What was that, that, that point of the lady stopping him? What was the lesson that was learned there? What was Jesus trying to do when he stopped and he pointed out that this lady, that this lady had the faith to touch my garment, that had the faith to reach out? What was he doing? He was showing to the ruler of the synagogue that here you see this lady had the faith he said, by your faith, you were healed. By your faith, you obtained a healing from that disease that was in your blood. 
And the ruler say, Master, don't come in. There's no reason for you to come. But he said, be not afraid, only believe. He had just performed a miracle. He had just done a miraculous work. And the man that is standing there is saying, what is the point? He had lost his faith that he had when he first came to Jesus. He had lost his faith. Jesus said, why are you mourning? Why are you sad? But she is asleep. But he took the time to stop and point out the faith, the lady that was healed. Jarius, all you must do is only believe. Jarius, what just happened? The lady merely touched the hem of his garment and was healed. And he said unto her, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. All things might seem lost. For that person that you love in your life, that person that may not be in church, that person that you've poured your entire life in, that you've poured everything that you've got into that person. But I'm here to tell you tonight, be not afraid. Only believe in what God's going to do. Only believe and have faith. And what the almighty God is going to do in that situation. Just have the faith to believe. I'm not talking about divine miracles or healing tonight. I'm just having told you to have faith. Trust God that that person that you've been praying for, Jaheim, that you've been praying for, that uh, that person's going to walk through the door. That person is going to come in. I wish somebody would get a hold of what I'm preaching tonight. There may be somebody... That is that lady with the issue of blood that's reaching out to Jesus right now. That's right there at the brink of getting what they need from God. That's right there at the edge. There are a few more inches. They're just a press a little harder. They're right there. They're about to get their blessing. They're about to get their healing. When you're the person, when you're Jerry is standing there on the side, looking why, why God stopped. Why did he stop? Doesn't he see my desperation? Doesn't he see the need in my life? Doesn't he see that I'm on my face before him crying out, God, I need your help. God, See my desperation for my love, Lord. But he took the time to stop. Why did he take the time to stop? It's because he's trying to show you how to trust him. How to have faith in God. 
he stopped to see, to show Jarius, if you just have a little faith, do not be afraid. Only believe. Mark 9 and 23, Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. says all things are possible all things are possible to them or him that believes john 11 and 40 jesus saith unto her said i not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe thou shouldest see the glory of god if you want to see the mighty glory of God, if you want to see the power that God can unleash, all you have to do is just believe. You've just got to have that faith. You've got to just have that steadfast fast trust in the almighty God. But first, you've got to do what Jarius had. You've got to get that desperation. That same desperation that he had for his daughter that was about to die. For his loved one. You've got to get that same desperation in your soul. If you want to see your family saved. If you want to see those that are lost saved. It may not be someone that you're related to. It may be a co-worker that you happen to really be good friends with. Or it may be somebody. It may be your next door neighbor. But you got to get that desperation that says, I'm going to get God's attention. Then once you get that desperation and that hunger and that desire. And at that point where it seems like God stopped and you're standing there looking like everything's lost. The next thing you're going to hear, they're lost, they're gone, they're dead. But God's just going to say, be not afraid, only believe don't worry, Jerry. Your daughter's not dead. Don't worry. Your family dead or your family members not dead. They're only asleep. Don't you worry. Don't you be afraid if you take it to God and you lay it at the altar. God is faithful to hear our cry. Let's take a moment to pray one. But he said, the damsel is not a dead, but she's asleep. She's just sleeping. The damsel is laying there. She's not dead. We read just a couple of verses down. 
says when he comes into the house, the mourners were gathered there. The people that were, were giving condolences. I'm sorry that person that you loved was dead. I'm sorry that there's no more hope. I'm sorry. And then Jesus steps in. Jesus steps in and says, she's not dead. She's just asleep. She's not gone. She's still here. But there's only one way that she can be awakened. There's only one way that that loved person, loved person can be awakened. And that's through Jesus Christ. You may think she's dead. You may think your loved one is dead. You may think that person that you're going to try to shake awake, that you're trying to grab, get a hold of, is gone. But God says they're just asleep. There was the people there that were supposed to be there comforting them. That were supposed to be giving them comfort in their time of trial. In their tested trial of their life. That began to mock him. That laughed him to scorn. That said, why? What are you saying? Who are you kidding? What are you talking about? They laughed him to scorn. But it says in verse 5, 41. And he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Talakuma, which is being interpreted, Damsel, I say unto thee, arise and straightway. The damsel arose and walked. For she was of the age of 12 years. And they were astonished which gathered or were, were with great astonishment those that'll mock you those that'll laugh from the scorn for saying here i am i'm willing to do this work i'm willing to do this thing those people that'll mock that'll say there's no hope will stand there in amazement when they see the work that God can do. Stand to our feet. Jesus could see the future. He's God. He knows everything. He could see that that damsel was going to die. But he just said, she's asleep. When he came to her, he saw the outcome, what was going to happen. But he went with them anyway because he got that fervor, that passion. That said, this is the circumstance. This is what's happening. But I'm not just going to let it happen. I'm not just going to let that person die. I'm not going to let Satan have my family member. I'm not going to let Satan have my next door neighbor. I'm not going to. I'm not going to let hell. Hell's beating at the door. Hell's knocking at the door. But there's got to be somebody. That gets a desperation that says, here I am, Lord. I'm at your feet. I'm right here. I'm crying out to you. 
I need your help. You see the situation. You know the outcome. But I'm saying, God, please, God, please. You see my desperation. You see my faith. And what do you see when I get to that point where I'm standing on the side and I'm seeing you stop? And I hear that voice that's telling me, your child is dead. Your family member is dead. Send the master away. That's when God's going to remind you, just hold on. Keep trusting me. Hold on. Your miracle is at the door. He was on his way to perform the miracle when he got stopped by the lady with the issue of blood. But he took the time to say, you're going to go through something. You're going to go through a trial. But you're going to need a little more faith. So see this lady that has the issue of blood. See this person that needs something from me. I'm going to show you my power on the road to your miracle. I'm going to show you my power. But you just got to keep a hold of that faith in the almighty God. we can gather around the front if there's somebody that can get a hold of that desperation I'm not just preaching to those that have family members that are lost I'm preaching to those that has a care for lost souls I'm preaching to those that are hungry and thirsty for something more from God Matthew 9 20, 12 through 13 but when Jesus heard that he said unto them they that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. For I am not come to call the righteous, but the sinner unto repentance. 